TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 6.30 p.m. today. At which point we will make way for Furman basketball. Going to have some fun on the show today, and it's going to be a big show today. Why? Well, my friends, you're going to hear from Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales in the next segment of this show, an offsides exclusive with the seventh head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Dave Canales. You hear that interview Next, Offsides with Mark Ryan and Diesel. Looking forward to bringing that with you here, of course. And uh, what did we ask, Dave? And I, you know, I, I always ask people, you know, like, you guys are our constituents, right? Like, it's our responsibility to the best of our ability to represent you. It's our job. So, you know, I, what, what's the one thing that, I, that we could ask the new Carolina Panthers head coach that you want to know? Well, how about this? Fans in South Carolina have felt somewhat disconnected from the team lately. How can you help bridge that gap? You'll hear his answer to that coming up at 3.20 p.m. today. How about that? Our interview with the NFL head coach. Uh, My top 10 players in the Super Bowl, playing in the Super Bowl. Who are they? We will unmask them coming up at 4 o'clock. Is today National Signing Day or National Signing Dud? What can be done to bring the juice back? We've got Luke Easterling joining us from Athlon Sports on the Super Bowl. We have the top five at five. We have Truth Serum. We have a mayor saying that she really doesn't want a sports team to come to her city, which absolutely blows my mind. And we have you here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. I didn't know the mayor of Greenville was a lady. Oh, it's Diesel, there are some parallels that when you look at what's going on uh, with the Oakland A's and it, there are some parallels that absolutely blow my mind. But of course, my friends, we are going to open today with this one of, if not the biggest wins in Clemson basketball history last night, 80 to 76. Don't worry, Gamecock fans. I've got a message for you. You won last night as well. We'll get to that message in the 340 segment of this hour today, okay? That message will be heard loud and clear. But the marquee today belongs to Clemson, okay? Because Clemson, uh, in one fell swoop, in a period of two hours, trumped South Carolina's biggest win of the year. 
you know, like South Carolina and Gamecock fans are going through life and they're saying, well, you know what, man, uh, no one is going to be able to come at us. No one will always be able to have the Tennessee win in our cap. The Kentucky win is looking less impressive by the by the moment. But the Tennessee win will always have that over everybody. Except Clemson, who now went on the road, 1-60, all-time, in the D-Dome, and really, folks, led wire to wire. Really led wire to wire. And there's a lot of you today that owe this Clemson basketball team an apology. A lot of you do. Okay, so we'll open up the text line. We'll open up the Renewal by Anderson fan phone to you. You owe this team an apology. Many of you do. Oh, Mark, just wait till the other shoe drops. Just wait till they choke it away. Just wait until Brad Brownell realizes the reflection that he sees in the mirror is not that of a winner. Well, with that win, Clemson clinches a tournament berth. No, not officially, but folks... Believe me when I tell you this, they're in. They're in. They clinched their birth birth last night. You don't have to worry about the NIT, which stands for the not-in tournament. The Clemson Tigers are in like Flynn, and they were the better team from really wire to wire, beginning to end, against the number three team in America. You know, we held a little challenge on the show yesterday, asked you guys to give us the scores I need to double-check this. As far as I know, nobody had an exact score for either game. Diesel, I was doggone close on South Carolina. Uh, the score, My score for South Carolina Ole Miss yesterday was 72-66 South Carolina. The final score was 68-65. So I was, was one point off on, uh, on Ole Miss, a few off on South Carolina, but still close. But make no mistake about it, guys. You know, the Clemson Tigers were in 11th place. In the ACC, they now beat the first-place team, the number three team in America. They show that they're capable of beating a number one seed. Make no bones about it. You're dancing. So get your dancing shoes on, whatever they look like, whatever they are. Tap dancing, whatever it is that you do. Okay? Get them on. Clemson's going to be there. Have full confidence in that. I think P.J. Hall is the hardest-working star in America That dude's motor never stops. Uh, I like to say Clemson basketball is like Beauty and the Beast. P.J. Hall is the the model. Ian Shefflin is a little bit rough around the edges. But Ian Shefflin, brother, gets in the mud. Average is close to a double-double. Average is 9.5 points, 9.5 rebounds. Had 14-11 and last night. Big-time players step up in what? Big-time games. But the difference to me in this year's team is Joe Girard. Oh, my gosh, what a difference. You have a legitimate backcourt star. You know, I I honestly can't say much for Chase Hunter. I didn't see much last night from him. He's a senior. He gave me nothing, three for 12 for seven points. I honestly can't say much for Jack Clark, uh, also a senior. Gave Gave you very, very little last night. Six points, one for six shooting. 0 for 3, three-point shooting, three shooting. Um, but the stars of this team, okay, the stars of this team showed up and showed out, all right, between Joe Girard, P.J. Hall, and Ian Shefflin. And you're doggone right, I'm going to call Ian Shefflin a star. There were 60 
of your 80 points. And folks, a team 1 in 60 all time in the D Dome, now 2 in 60. Guess who's responsible for both of those wins? The same head coach is the only coach in Clemson basketball history who has ever won in the Dean Dome. Diesel, it was an awkward scene last night in the Ryan household, and I'll tell you why. The wifey is a UNC fan, okay? Uh, She says to me, you're rooting for the Tar Heels, right? Well, about that, why not? Look, we root for the teams we cover here. We root for the teams we cover to do well. A Clemson win means they've got a better chance to make the tournament. Means they're in the tournament, in my opinion. I told, I promised the wifey I would root for her Tar Heels in the tournament. And in the event Clemson meets North Carolina in the tournament, I will root for her Tar Heels then. But this was a game Diesel Clemson had to have. This is a historic day, a historic event. They got it, Diesel, and they're in. Uh, I think you might be a little guilty of of riding the wave. It's not premature. But what's the opposite of premature smaculation? It's where you. It's premature. Braggadocious. Braggadociousness. Yeah, we got we got to come up with a phrase for that. But Mark, have you ever seen the movie Charlie Wilson's War? Uh, Tom I'm, Hanks. Yes. Uh, yes, yes Julia yes. Roberts. Yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. Towards the end of that movie. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman tells a story about a Zen master and a little boy. It's one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever. And the story uh, goes a little something like this. On his 16th birthday, a little boy gets a horse as a present. All the people in the village say, oh, wow, that's wonderful. The Zen master says, we'll see. One day the boy is riding and he gets thrown off of his horse and hurts his leg. He's no longer able to walk. So now all the villagers say, oh, that's terrible. And the Zen master says, we'll see. Some time passes. The village goes to war. All of the other young men get sent off to fight. This boy can't fight because his leg is messed up. And all the villagers say, how wonderful. The Zen master says, we'll see. The fact is, we don't know. We don't know. We we thought Clemson was going to have an elite season through the first 11 games. And then they tanked hard. Lost games that they could have and should have won against great teams. Had they beaten Duke a couple of weeks ago, I would say this was no fluke. But they haven't shown the consistently consistent ability to, to win games like this. It's a fantastic win. I'm not taking anything away. So, so any of you Clemson fans, don't come at me. Don't throw your sharp, pointy objects at me. Don't throw your woo-hoos and your <sighs> Clemson Tigers. <sighs> We're so tough. Don't throw those at me, Okay. All I'm trying to say is, we'll see. Because this team has looked great at times this season, and they have looked awful at times this season. Let's not forget, they are still sub-500 in conference. And it's not like they've been playing the most elite schedule ever. They're sub-500 in a weak ACC this year. So, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe this is pushing the Tigers in the right direction. Maybe this is the spark that gets them back to a winning streak. And if so, that's great. But maybe this was just a flash in the pan. So uh, Diesel is doing a great job of seeing shades of gray. Why am I not doing that? Why am I not doing that? Because to me, just like with Clemson football, the season was success or failure, black or white, good or bad, based on whether they made the college football playoff. They did not. Not a good season. Third year in a row missing the playoff. For Clemson, 
they went out and they spent money to get Joe Girard to Clemson to keep his colors the same from Syracuse to Clemson. Joe Girard is a bigger national star than Clemson normally ever gets. Guys, what does P.J. Hall have in terms of social media media following? 3,000 followers? 4,000 followers? Diesel has 7,000 followers. I have nine. When you brought Joe Girard in, you got... You, but you did something Clemson doesn't normally do. They got a bona fide national star. And so to me, they've already made the tournament. So this season is already a success. There was a breaking point. There was a dividing line there. Okay? Texter says, no way Clemson gets to the dance. Really premature prediction, sir. Uh, Texter, Clemson right now has a 99% chance to make the dance. Okay? You are showing your haterade colors, and it's not a good look. Another texter says, man, you can't flip from calling him Brown LLLL to glorifying him over one win. Texter, allow me to make myself clear. Please. I'm not saying that Brad Brownell is the answer. I'm not saying that. If I were in charge, he'd have already been fired. I just told you I think Joe Girard is the difference. You've also heard me say that Brad Brownell is the coach responsible for both Clemson wins all time in the Dean Dome. So what am I saying here? Folks, if you are in a relationship, if you've been in relationships in your life and you've always been treated like crap, okay, uh, and you just are used to the worst treatment, you're used to being walked on, if, some, if a woman treats you like a five on a scale of one to ten, you're going to think she's Mother Teresa. You're going to think she's an angel. You're going to think she's a saint. Brad Brownell has been a four When he wins a game like this, he's been a five. That doesn't excuse anything else he's failed to do. That doesn't mean he should be your coach moving forward. The good news about last night, the good news is that you are going dancing. The bad news is that could very well mean that you are, quote-unquote, stuck with Brad Brownell. You guys always want to try to paint us in one direction. And some of you do, and I'm not going to let you do that. You know, that there's, there's nuance here. There are layers to this, levels to this. Both can be true. This was one of the best wins in Clemson basketball history. I would have fired Brad Brownell a long time ago. Both of those, my friends, can be true. That is my belief. You guys have told us your expectation for the men's basketball program is to make the tournament more years than they miss it. For Clemson to do that under Brad Brownell, they would have to make the postseason now eight years in a row. So if you're going to give him this one final shot, he's got to do it eight years in a row. He's made it this year. He staves off elimination. Okay? Uh, the guy is the basketball hit equivalent of a cockroach. You can't kill them. You can't. You can step on them. They still run away. They play dead. You can't kill them. He's Peter Gibbons. He does just enough not to get fired. That's it. And that's where you are if you're a Clemson fan. But at least celebrate today that you are dancing. You made it. Conclusively, you made it. Okay? Don't worry about anything else. Don't, don't let the words NIT come out of your pie holes. You made it. You're in. That's all that needs to be said at this moment. A historic win. Uh, Clemson and South Carolina, 
both have top five wins on the road? Name another state that can say that. Oh, wait. Name a single other state that can say that. Please. I, 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 I implore you. There was a clip on ESPN just the other day, day before yesterday, I think, questioning, seemingly bemoaning, why so many top five and top ten teams are losing on the road. And like, it's because there's parody in college basketball. Finally, Kentucky and Kansas and, and Duke and North Carolina can't hog everyone. NIL has changed that. The transfer portal has changed that. I think it's a great thing in college basketball. It seems to be increasing parity in college basketball while it's decreasing it, killing it in college football. In UNC's losses, Diesel, they give up 82 points a game. Clemson last night scored 80. In UNC wins, they only allow 67. Clemson held on. And to some of the Clemson fans, shame on you. Guys, there's a, there's a gentleman, a Clemson fan by the name of John Williams, at WilliamsJohn on Twitter. He said, Clemson will lose, just wait and watch. It will always happen. Why watch when you already know the script? That's hilarious. What was Chris uh, Phillips's statement to us the other day about South Carolina fans and why, why the media is not ranking them higher or wasn't ranking them higher prior to Monday? He said, because everybody's waiting for the implosion. So it's just another way that Clemson and South Carolina fans are exactly alike. And exactly right. Andrew Sixers Andrew said, Mark, John Williams is right, unfortunately. Clemson will lose. Uh, Tilden Whiteside, Clemson fan, said the Heels win by 10-plus. Lawrence Mudge, a Clemson fan, responded to our Twitter post yesterday, Diesel from our station account. The question you asked was, do you have faith in Clemson to get it done? Lawrence said, absolutely not. You guys, this is toxic. If you were one of those, here we go again, Clemson late seed collapse, late season collapse. If you expected that, it's time to pen your apology. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. Because frankly, you owe it to this team. And you owe it to this team right now. You do. They've earned it. They're in the dance. Promise you. Believe that. All right, my friends. Uh, coming up next on the show. What do you say we bring you an exclusive? Our interview, Offsides with Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate with new Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales. You guys are feeling a disconnect from the Carolina Panthers, so what can be done to bridge that gap? That's next here on Offsides. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's offsides. Mark, Ron, and Diesel. We are the fan upstates. So let's bring you into this. Uh, around 2.20, so about an hour ago, uh, we were informed earlier today that we could have uh, a little chat with new Panthers head coach Dave Canales. Jumped at the opportunity. Former head coach of a team that I grew up pulling for, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A former offensive coordinator, I should say, there for one year. Did a great work with Baker Mayfield, Dave Tepper and company, Nicole Tepper. Hoping he can do that same, work that same magic with one Bryce Young. And so Diesel and I are in studio today, and he is, you know, ready to call in. And what was what was interesting to me is that he called in himself. Dave Canales called in himself. You know, imagine like we go to the phones, and who is it? Dave Canales. I mean, that, that that's what it was like. And so, you know, Diesel said, Hey, uh, Dave, this is not. Uh, Mark Ryan, this is, you know, I'm his producer, Diesel, but I'm going to I'm going to connect you and then we'll get this thing going. And I could hear Coach Canales saying, great. And um, and then he connected the call and we didn't have any talk like, OK, we're going to start the interview in three, two, one. It was just like he was on. He was on immediately. Like he, his persona was jazzed and amped and hyped. And so we naturally just started the interview. I thought there would be like introductory pleasantries. Hello, how are you? Now we're going to start the interview. When I got the sense for what he was about, we just got right into it, man. So here you go. A fan upstate exclusive. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel with new Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales. Dave, this is Mark Ryan. How are you? Welcome to the Carolinas. Hey, Mark, thank you. I'm so, so excited to be here, um, getting my feet firmly on the ground with the good Hornets game. Went to a Providence State High School basketball game local here. Um, just really trying to get out into the community and kind of see what's all out there. Man, it's great. It's, it's great to have you here. What attracted you to the Carolinas and this position? Oh, I mean, first and foremost, you know, to become a head coach, uh, has been a dream of my wife and I, my wife, Lizzie, um, 20 years in the making, um, just a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, um, high moments, low moments, and all the in-between, just learning the lessons and just really chomping at the bit to to put a philosophy and a way to win football into play, uh, first and foremost. And then specifically about the Panthers, got to start with Bryce Young, got to start with the opportunity to work with a first overall pick, um, you know, in While my time in Seattle, we were, you know, had such a good uh, record there, making the playoffs, putting ourselves in position um, to win championships. At the same time, you're never close to that top pick. And so um, just got really excited about that opportunity to be a part of something there uh, early in his career. And then, of course, I can't even talk about this job without mentioning um, just a Jero Evero and the uh, what I saw firsthand from a defense that was second to none in the NFL the excitement I have to really be the offensive counterpart to what they have established, the continuity there. Um, and then just as I've been here for two weeks and every time I meet a new person and poke my head in another office, just the amazing infrastructure, the people that it's a really a family environment here. 
um, that is hungry to win. So com- combine all those things, it's just a dream come true. Brand new Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales joins us on the show. Dave, can you talk about the interview process and what expectations were set for you and how you'll interact with Dan Morgan and with Dave Tepper? Yeah, sure. The, I mean, the first word I have to say is alignment. It was it was a Zoom interview to begin with. Um, it was an in-person interview to follow, kind of uh, a playoff game in Detroit sandwiched in between that. And a lot of excitement for me um, just about the questions that I was asked, The hopefully the responses that I gave. But the reaction was like, oh, we have a lot of things in common, a lot of things align in terms of philosophy, style of play, culture, environment, all those things that, you know, you would assume get uh, talked about from a, from an interview standpoint. Um, and it just felt so good leaving the second interview. I was really hoping to get that call and, um, and was, you know, just completely just overwhelmed when they did call me. I was driving in the car, <laughs> getting ready to continue to state my case for the job and um, and I just remember how excited I was to call my wife and to let her know. Dave Canales, the brand new Carolina Panthers head coach, joining us here on Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Dave, the previous coaches here have had a little bit of difficulty with the level of hands-on that Dave Tepper is. I'm curious if you have any concerns about that. What do you expect your boss's day-to-day involvement will be? You know, I haven't, I wasn't here to experience um, any of that. And, you know, right now I just have a, a great expectation from, from the owners, from Mr. and Mrs. Tepper um, to just come in and just bring my energy to this place and uh, to build a brand of football that we're proud of, to pursue excellence every single day. What does a win look like today? And, you know, looking for that um, championship moments, you know, within the process is, is kind of the, the way that I phrase it. But um, I've just felt that kind of excitement on a day-to-day basis that I can't really speak to, you know, what was going on before. Dave, one of my favorite movies all time is We Are Marshall. And I love the scenes where the new head coach had to come in and and really build trust with the very small, limited number of guys who were left on that roster, but it's it's such an impactful scene. Uh, can you talk about what interactions you've had with Bryce and some of the other key pieces that are on the offensive side of the ball? You talked about you know alignment. Um, in what ways are you going to st- try to strengthen that? You know, it'll start with our story, um, and that's where I have to make time. You know, for for some of the um, the the players that I'm going to be you know directly connected with. Um, and, you know, just starting with Bryce as an example, like it's so important for me to hear the rest of his story, not just of this past season, but his college career, you know, going through the uh, the process leading up to the combine and getting ready for the draft. You know, I had an opportunity, but they're really small windows, a 15 minute formal interview at the combine, an hour zoom, um, you know, like wasn't at a pro day, you know, those types of things. So it was it was really just a a tight window to try to get to know someone. So I'm really looking forward to just creating a joint vision, which all starts with just knowing where you've been and where you come from. And I want them to be able to know where I come from as well so that as we communicate and as we build this relationship, there's a foundation of understanding of this person that I'm talking to, where it's coming from, and and my desire for them to really maximize and, and achieve their best. 
You can feel the positive energy coming from Dave Canellan's seventh head coach in Carolina Panthers history. Dave, we have heard a number of times from the Carolina Panthers. Look, the, the Carolina Panthers are for North and South Carolina. That's why they're not called the North Carolina Panthers. But we sense here in South Carolina that our audience wants to be a part of the action, but doesn't necessarily feel like that. How can we together bridge that gap to make the Panthers the NFL team for both North and South Carolina? I think it's a huge priority. I think it's it's really big for us here, you know, like um, that we are able to to continue the relationships that have been developed since the beginning. You know, the, the team started out, you know, with, you know, doing all the practices and playing at Clemson, you know, and, and really being able to like make sure that those the foundation and the roots that were set here continue to be alive and well. Um, so I think as we go forward, you know, like I can't give you any definitive dates about calendars or training camps and all that but that the plan is in the works um i'm being reminded all the time because of course i'm a newcomer i'm being reminded all the time it's the carolinas and how important it is the minute i got here they're like you know your language is such that this is a this is a collective thing this is our team um you know and then of course selfishly like just being able to get down to charleston and hang out at the beach and that's something that um, my wife and i talked about doing coming from tampa you know so now that we're even closer um, I just, I'm really looking forward to to that connection. Dave, I, I know it's early, but what parts and pieces of your roster do you feel confident about at this point? I think there's some, you know, definitely some players, you know, free agent wise that are, that we have to really take seriously that I don't re- really want to talk too specifically about, um, you know, but I just know that a starting point here is we have a fantastic defense. Let's keep it that way. Let's build an offense that has an identity. Let's build an offense that is that is aggressive, that's attacking in style, that's multiple. Let's build an offense that we're proud of, and let's become something so we have that identity because that's already in place on defense. The scheme is there. Um, the effort is there as I continue to watch more games. Um, so without getting into any specific pieces, um, you know, that's just kind of my general view and approach of, of who the Panthers can be Um, in short order. Coach Dave Canales joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Coach, my belief is a team takes on the personality of its head coach, especially the elite head coaches. I can watch Detroit play and tell you that's a Dan Campbell coach team. What are the telltale signs of a Dave Canales team? Relentless pursuit of finding a competitive edge. First and foremost, what does a win look like today? We're trying to win this day on this Wednesday. We're trying to win this um, this moment and capture that. That's that's first and foremost. That's just part of my nature. I wake up with a new set of downs. It says first and 10. Here we go. And I'm excited about the day. So I want to bring that kind of passion and excitement and just like pure joy and fun for doing this job, This what we get to call a job, this game that we love. Um, and on top of that, you know, there's a whole lot of things in between, but the calling card's going to be finished. That was my selling point in Tampa. This is my selling point to the Carolinas. The calling card of this team is going to be finished. Finish days, finish practices, finish games, finish drives, finish halves. You know, anytime we have an opportunity to identify a finished moment, that's where we get to show up and be who we are, doing right longer than the opponent, whatever it takes. Um, and it's going to be evident in the way we practice, the way we approach our preparation and all that, um, and hopefully that's going to be an infectious part of who we are. 
Coach, it's awesome to meet you. Uh, I grew up in, in and around the Tampa area, grew up a Buccaneers fan, obviously well aware of what you did uh, for the Buccaneers, and uh, I've, loved, I've loved life here in the Carolinas and uh, hope you find it awesome as well. It's really great to meet you and look, looking forward to a, a great relationship with you moving forward. Welcome. Likewise. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right. Dave Canales, the brand-new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, as heard right here on Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. So there you go, uh, the Dave Canales interview. What did you make? What did you take away? Uh, they did let us know we had about 8 to 10 minutes with, uh, with the head coach. Um, certainly, you can glean what appealed to the Teppers about him. You know, like there's been a lot of negativity around the franchise, around the organization. Some of it self-inflicted, right? Um, but he comes in and it just sounds to me, Diesel, like the proverbial breath of fresh air. You know, like like that's that's his vibe. You know, any of the previous negativity at least at this point, ends. And you know what they say, like in training camp, 32 teams feel like they won the, they're won. they winning the Super Bowl? We know there's losses coming. We know this team isn't close. But at least today, it's a sunny day and there's an air of positivity. Yeah, his energy is is clearly infectious and it's going to be infectious. Even at times where we, we didn't ask him a question in a negative way, we knew that there was a possibility of taking the answer in a negative direction. Uh, basically asking him, how how much is Dave Tepper going to have his thumb on your day-to-day operations? He had clearly did with the previous regimes. And he said, well, that's not up to me. You know, I, I don't know what he did with the previous regimes. That doesn't matter to me. All I care is about is about moving forward in a positive way with this team. And, like, you know, he could have said, oh, man, yeah, I, I understand that those guys had their challenges and this is going to be difficult. But he's either smart enough to know not to go there with Dave Tepper, and that's probably a big part of it, or his mind just doesn't go there, which is is going to be really positive and necessary for him um, going forward. Yeah, Diesel, look, um, we've had micromanaging bosses in our lives, and we've had hands-off bosses in our lives. Um, this the, the boss that we have right now gives us freedom and creative license. Diesel, I, I'll be real with you, man. I've had bosses where, you know, you get a text and it says, you know, I haven't heard you talk about this team in 15 minutes. Start talking about this team. And they hit you in the middle of the show. Uh, I worked in a market where there was a, uh, when the program director called, there was like a flashing strobe light in the studio. And he was always calling to correct something you were doing on the air. You know, such as you let that caller stay on too long. Uh, You know, that kind of stuff to me, there's a time and a place for that kind of correction. You know, like people people ask sometimes, Mark, do you like to be coached? I love to be coached. When you guys say great show, we appreciate it. But that great show doesn't make us better. When you have constructive critique, that's how we get better. It's not that we don't appreciate constructive critique. I most certainly do. It's that there's a time and a place, and when you're in the middle of a show is not the time and the place for that correction. That's, that's micromanaging. Dave Tepper has been a micromanager. And so what we don't yet know is how that's going to work. What is that 8 a.m. meeting, Monday morning meeting going to be like, you know, when you lost 30 to 10 at Cincinnati the day before? You fly back to Charlotte. Dave Tepper says, 
meeting in my office, 8 a.m. Monday morning. Frank Reich talked to us about this. Frank Reich said, these meetings are tough. They're not fun. These meetings where we get our butts kicked and our butts handed to us. This is not enjoyable. He said that to us, you know, and so, you know, Dave Canales is walking into that. He's walking into a very hands-on, you know, manager. Our boss is a player's coach, okay? Um, It's great. We get support. We get freedom. We get creative license. We do get critique, especially if we ask for it. Um, But, you know, accepting that level of oversight that Dave Canales is walking into, I think, is easier said than done. You know, like, I'd be shocked if Matt Rule or Frank Reich both didn't say to Dave Tepper at one point the last few years, you hired me to be the head coach, right? Can you can you just let me be the head coach? You're the owner. I'm the head coach. Your job is to oversee the whole operation, okay? I need you. You entrusted me to this job. I need you to still entrust me to that job. And I think if Dave Tepper just backs up a little bit, just hits the reverse button, boop, 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 a little bit, I think it's going to go a long way for him, man. I really, really do. All right, 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us on the show. What did you make of the interview with the Carolina Panthers' next head coach? Uh, Clemson wasn't the only area basketball program to land a big win last night. The Gamecocks did as well. We'll tackle that next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Great to have you guys with us. Truly do appreciate you making time for us here on a super, uh, 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 this is a hump day edition of the show. That is right. It is already Wednesday, and it is great to have you guys with us. Uh, Let's see here. I would go with the seven Ps as my base philosophy. Proper prior planning prevents bleep poor performance. Very nicely said. I think I put a B in there instead of a P. But, you know, that's that's one of those, like, borderline words you'd rather just not say and, you know, get talked to about it potentially. Uh, Texter says, uh, Charleston would be a good place to build a connection, but I think amends need to be made to Rock Hill first. Honestly, sure, absolutely, that, that's the case. Uh, Brandon Burdett says, takeaway rankings, who do you pick if your life is on the line, Clemson or the Gamecocks men's basketball team? Um, I've seen that game, and I would take Clemson. I think Lamont Paris has done a better job as a head coach. I think Clemson has more star power. I think South Carolina has been lately a better team, a better team. Uh, Texter says, Mark, Clemson won't win 20 games. Texter. They're in the tournament. Okay, like, you guys start keep trying to move the goalpost here. They're in the tournament, okay? Like, just it, learn to accept that, and it'll be good for you. Uh, Texter says, I love Coach Canales' energy, but they aren't tricking me into believing they're a potential playoff team. Tons of work to do. Yeah, tons of work to do. But if they have a pulse next year, if they go 5-12, and 6-11, something like that, if they're largely competitive, could we agree that's a substantial improvement? 
Texter says, Mark, Brad Brownell probably got himself an extension and a half a million dollar raise from that win. I hope not. You know, like, let's get to the point where wins like that are commonplace. You know, not uh, not rare, not, not a total shot in the dark. Please, wouldn't that be a good thing? Guys, last night, South Carolina also with a, a really, really good win. You knew it wasn't going to be easy. Uh, Ole Miss kind of playing for their tournament lives, and they were, they came in as a projected 10 seed by Joe Lenardi. They might be either out now or on the last four in page, which means they would fall to an 11 seed. For much of the contest, South Carolina was kind of toying with Ole Miss, not unlike a top three seed would toy with a bubble team. Halftime score was 43-31, but the wheels fell off on the offensive side for the Gamecocks in the second half. A unit that produced 43 in the first stanza managed just 25 in the second. And Ole Miss had a chance. And Ole Miss had a chance late. Uh, You know, look, Coach Beard, Ole Miss, really job well done to get them where they are, where they've been. 18 and 4, they were heading into that game, now 18 and 5. For the Gamecocks to find a way to win that one yet again, that's what good teams do. And that's what good teams do, especially when you don't have it from your best players. You know, there are, there are a plethora of teams where if the best player doesn't play well, you have no shot. Michi Johnson looked like Chase Hunter last night, for crying out loud. Two for nine for six points. Whoop-de-freaking-do. Best player on the team was garbage. Straight garbage. All right? Did have eight assists. But offensively, the shot wasn't there. They Ole Miss, Coach Beard, effectively took him out of the game. B.J. Mack, two for nine as well. You know, two of the three best players on the team, a combined four for 18. And you found a way to win. And you were, you know, pretty much from the jump, it appeared South Carolina was the better of the two teams. Guys, you know, if Lamont Paris isn't the national coach of the year, or a finalist for National Coach of the Year, brother, we are doing something very, 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 very wrong. Very wrong. You consider expectations. You consider that this team was, again, projected to finish last in the SEC this year? Like, dead-ass last. Lamont Paris got up on the microphone, and he said, look, you know how many teams finished where they were projected to finish last year, according to the preseason media poll? Not one. Do you know how many teams even finished within three places of where they were predicted to finish last year? Less than half of them. So we're not going to listen to these preseason projections. And then imagine like having that flex, right? And then delivering on it, which is exactly what Lamont Paris has done. I am sad to say that the same level of confidence and professionalism has not been exuded by much of the Gamecock fan base. You know, like the story last night, guys, is not that South Carolina beats a team that they were favored to, to win, a game they were favored to win. The story is that Clemson did something that they'd only done one other time in their history. You win at UNC, brother, that is the marquee. And yet a number of Gamecock fans seem totally bent 
about the fact that, you know, my Twitter feed was largely Clemson last night. And my message to you is <laughs> get over yourselves, please. Get over yourselves. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely, positively ridiculous. There is a guy, Mr. Reynolds, on Twitter, J. Ray. Guy follows me. He says, ah, so after blabbing on and on about Clemson and their upset win yesterday, you finally remember USC again, who, oh, by the way, had yet another quality win. Good stuff. Um, I said, dude, Clemson had a much bigger game last night. As much as you love talking about South Carolina, he says, I thought they would at least get an honorable mention. I said, I mentioned them today on the show. I had the game on in multi-view on my YouTube TV. Um, last night was an expected win for South Carolina. Was unexpected for Clemson. Clemson earned the marquee. You know, he goes, Carolina celebrated their 20th win yesterday and improved to 20-3. and three. Guess there's not enough marquee there to be mentioned within 12 hours. And I said, Diesel, usually when folks require validation from outside sources, it's a sign of an insecurity issue. Why are you not talking more about us? I need this external validation to feel good about myself. Lamont Paris doesn't need that. Lamont Paris doesn't need that. Yeah, fans will find any reason to be upset. Twitter, Twitter, social media is a cesspool. We all know this. We'll find any, oh, you haven't talked about us in five hours, but you've mentioned the other team twice in two tweets. Why are you not talking about us? Why are you talking about them so much? You're a homer. You love them. Do they pay your salary? You're a, you're a, you're, you're a coot. You're a tater. Uh, like People have so many ways to tell you what you are without thinking about themselves. Yeah, this guy closes Diesel by saying, usually when on-air sports personalities neglect to recognize achievements, it's because of an unhealthy bias. Your number one, The market that is number one for you guys in downloads has a good team doing unbelievable things. You should push that animosity aside. It's a national story. Ladies and gentlemen, his uh, Twitter handle is MrReynolds51. Can you please tell Mr. Reynolds, because he's clearly not listening for himself, just how much we have been talking about the Gamecock men's basketball team? Monday, we posted two podcasts about South Carolina men's basketball. How about that? Two of them. Not one, not one, but two. You know, guys, like you are allowing your own perception to drown you, drown you, you know, and you're not even realizing what we are doing. But who's got the best win? Of the year, Clemson or South Carolina, Clemson has the best win. Okay? What other state in the country has two top five wins on the road? Clemson at North Carolina, South Carolina at Tennessee? Nobody. And you should be darn proud of that. Trying to please sports fans. It's one of my favorite lines from um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. It's a Fugazi. It's a fugazi, it's a fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's, it's fairy dust. Like, you can't do it. You literally can't do it. All the people happy some of the time, Diesel. Some of the people happy all, happy all the time. You can't make all the people happy all the time. I tried today, Diesel, I tried. You know, my tweet about Clemson and South Carolina have both won a top five game on the road. Name another state that has done that. You know what tweet that was going to be? That was going to be in one fell swoop. South uh, Clemson made South Carolina be like this. You know that gif where the guy's walking depressed with his head down? Like, in one fell swoop, Clemson made South Carolina that with their biggest win of the year. And I changed it. And I, I made it a positive instead. And you still have people saying, oh, it's about time you talked about us. It's about 
Give me a break, guys. Give me a break. Cry me a river. As if what your team is, is, isn't do, is doing isn't justification enough. All right, my friends. Up next, this Super Bowl statistic for me has accurately predicted uh, eight of the last ten Super Bowl winners. We'll see how it does this year. That's next here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 